Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler here with Joel Brzezinski. Growing in Grace, thanks for joining us once again. As they say at the church nursery, it's potty time. (laughs) Let's celebrate. Potty time or party time? (laughs) Oh, well... It's all in the accent. In the I, I guess you said I the nursery. I, I've always assumed it was party, but now that you <laughs> mentioned it, the church nursery, it's probably potty. Okay, yeah, the nursery. It's potty. It's my potty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but either way, you want to look at it. We're glad you're here in this uh, in this new year as we're uh, beginning another. You know, start here. We are in January of 2019 podcasting, doing the going and grace thing that we've been doing for almost 14 years. It's a pleasure to have you along. You know, we talk about all kinds of things on this podcast, but it all centers around, you know, who Jesus Christ is and what he has done on our behalf. And another big thing that we talk about that has to do with that is the difference between the two covenants that there, and, and we've done multitudes of podcasts on this, that there was an old covenant. There are two major covenants in the Bible, the old covenant and the new covenant. The old covenant had its reasons for being there. God put it there for various reasons. One of the reasons is not for us to be under it, because <laughs> there's a new covenant, and this new covenant is nothing like the old covenant. But yet, here we have this one Bible, and we kind of we think that as believers, we open up this one Bible, it's God's Word, and so whatever it says, it's for us. That's the general idea that people have, that a lot of people have. And so we'll take passages wherever we find them in the Bible, from Genesis all the way through Revelation, and we'll try to find ways, whether it's a pastor preaching a sermon, uh, someone writing a blog post, or somebody doing a podcast, or preaching or teaching, coming up with a class at church or whatever, we'll try to find ways to apply this passage right here, whatever passage I'm looking at, to our lives in Christ. Or we'll come up with a subject that we want to talk about, whether it's giving, or being a better father, or doing the whatever, whatever the subject would be. And so we go looking for passages all throughout the Bible, again, from Genesis all the way through Revelation, and we'll try to find passages that fit the subject that we're talking about, whether it's Old Covenant or New Covenant. You know, a lot of people don't really tend to pay attention to that. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that this week, about how sometimes, in a lot of cases, really, what the Bible has to say was written for a reason, and it wasn't written not for a reason. I mean, God put it there for a reason, but it's not all to be applied to our lives in Christ, and there's reasons for that. Again, the main reason being that there was an old covenant, and it was for those people who were under the old covenant. That's the nation of Israel. And then for the rest of the world and for believers in Jesus Christ, uh, that stuff is not to be applied to our lives. We have a new and better way, a new and living way, as the book of Hebrews calls it. So we'll share some thoughts on that this week and see where this takes us. 
Joel, there's there's so much to be said about this, and and we don't have to get into all the different kinds of passages and verses and scriptures that we could get into. That would take a while, but maybe we can pull out a few and 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 present the idea to people. You know, I, I think we have a link on the uh, growingingrace.org website where I made a rare public speaking appearance at, at a church back in October of 2018. Maybe it was September now that I think about it. I think there's a link on there if you want to check it out. It's a YouTube video. And the thing I, I was trying to point out was that people just think of the Bible as a single book that's all kind of put in there together, meshed together. It's all the Word of God. It's all meant for us in some way, shape, or form. And and there's elements of truth involved in, in all of that, except that the Bible is really made up of not, it's not just a book, it's made up of many books written by many different people over a period of many years. And there's this, this as you were talking, Joel, there, there are these the entire Bible revolves around two very different covenants. The first covenant, the old covenant given to Israel, which came through Moses, and the new covenant, which applies to us today, not just Israel as the old covenant was, but this is a new covenant that God made with himself and brought us into it. And it replaced the former covenant. They weren't merged together. It wasn't an amendment to an existing covenant. The new replaced the old as the old had to come to an end. And it allowed all of us Jew and non-Jew alike to come into it. So the the Bible revolves around these two very different covenants and sometimes within the Christian religion they get meshed together in places where they shouldn't be. And so this is kind of what we're talking about is the, the different passages you can start reading through all kinds of Old Testament and and let me say first of all before we go any further I'm not saying disregard the scriptures. I'm not saying right. throw them out. I'm not saying put a black highlighter to them. I'm just saying let's begin to look at some of these passages that maybe weren't even necessarily meant for us in the New Covenant, but we can still look at them and learn from them and understand them perhaps from an entirely different perspective than what we did before. We can. I, I like to look at the Bible, Joel, especially in the Old Covenant forest. I like to look at, at it as, as a map, and it pointed us as we can look back on this map now to see how we got to where we are today in the new covenant, because the real purpose of the entire Old Testament, I don't care whether it was the books of the law or the Psalms or the books of the prophets, they were all designed to point and deflect people to a future Messiah, a Savior. His name is Jesus Christ. So there are times where we're trying to apply these passages to our lives. What did God intend for me to get out of this when all he was really trying to do with his ministry to Israel through the law was to try to deflect them to a Savior? Right, exactly. And let me let me share an example about that. I mean, King David, he wrote many of the Psalms, and he has many writings that people will read them and they'll try to apply them in the way that David did. And I think he's a good example of what we're talking about here. He wrote in Psalm 119 at the very, near the very beginning, verse 4, and a few more verses, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. Wasn't that one of the laws? Love the Lord with all your heart. 
Anyway, they also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. All throughout Psalm 119, David talks about the law, keeping the law, keeping the precepts, meditating on the precepts and the law of God and how it's going to keep him from sinning, how it's going to keep him, you know, help him to love the Lord and to know the Lord and to walk with him and in, in, in all of these things. Okay, so we open up our Bible, we read Psalm 119, and as Christians, we try to start living as as David did. But yet, we find out, like you were saying, there was a reason the law was given. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, came to find that out for himself. Paul had been a Jew under the law, religiously trying to keep the law of God. And here's what Paul found out in, in Romans 7. He talks about this, the sinful passions. He talks about the sinful passions which were aroused by the law. David said that keeping the law would keep him from sinning, meditating upon the law. Paul came to find out that sinful passions are aroused by the law, and he says he had to be delivered from the law so that he could serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the law or or of the letter. You know, Paul had also said that sin took opportunity by the commandment, producing in him all manner of evil desire. So, you know, that's just one example where we we look at a passage of Scripture, or we look at the, the Bible as a whole, we look at any passage in that Bible, and we think, okay, how do I apply this to my life? Well, Psalm 119, again, we don't chuck it out. Like you say, we don't take a black highlighter to it and just disregard it. We look at it for the purpose that it was written, We look at it for the understanding that David was in at the time. He had the understanding that that's what the law would do. The Apostle Paul had the same thing when he was the the Pharisee Saul. He He saw the law in the same way, trying to meditate on it, trying to keep it, only to find that it brought death, only to find that when he heard, you shall not covet, all that it did was arouse coveting in him. And so he had to come to the conclusion that what things were gained to me, that is his keeping of the law, his so-called blamelessness regarding righteousness in the law, he said, these things were to gain to me, I have counted loss uh, so that I can have Christ. So we got to look at these things in context so we can understand why certain passages were written and how they don't apply to us in our lives in Christ, in the New Covenant. Yeah, and there, there are so many like that. I mean, you can look through the Psalms, just do a word search on the word righteous. You know, some of the things that are being said there by the writers under that covenant imply that by trying to keep the statutes of the law, they would be considered righteous. And so it would go on to say things about righteous people. We now know and I think they probably did back then too, but they still kept trying anyway through animal sacrifices and other parts of the law. But I think we now know from what the New Testament tells us in, in the writings of the apostles that there had never been anybody righteous before the cross. There was nobody, mm-hmm. not one. Everybody failed because they were meant to do it all perfectly. So, there was um, some bloviating going on within some of those Old Testament passages as they committed to themselves to try and get to that place where they could attain God's blessings, attain God's favor. And much of that was with their fists clenched and 
and uh, you know, flexing their muscles to say, we, we're going to try harder to do this thing. We're going to try and keep your law. We're going to meditate on your law. And there's, there's so many others. I mean, you can go to Second Chronicles 7, 14, that passage that kind of goes like, if my, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's an old covenant passage. God was speaking to people who were under that covenant, Jewish people. We've done a podcast on that one before, so I'm kind of teasing it right now. The point is, not everything in there is meant for you directly today, but it is there for a reason, as you said, Joel. And and it was meant to ultimately, the Bible, the Word of God, the written Word is really meant to be a picture of of Jesus Christ. As we step back from the picture, we'll, we'll get a clearer view of that and uh, a better understanding under uh, a new and better covenant that has been established upon better promises. Yes, and uh, for the first time in uh, the history of our podcast, I think we heard the word bloviating this week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that's not what you hear when you listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Blowing smoke, basically. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully this has been good. Um, it's uh, something that many people may not think about in the church today, just the, the fact that the whole Bible is made up of different parts, and it's not all meant to directly apply to our lives in Christ. So we'll talk more about the love and the grace of God as time goes on here on uh, next week's Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.